To you it's just a game, for me it's all I know I make them remember my name before I have to go Losing, I can't fathom, that's a champion's passion Confidence never lacking, drop the beat, let's attack them They be checking for the content, you tired of that nonsense No gimmicks, break limits, quality is I promise This is more than a show, this is a way of life Cause the game as it grows, takes us to higher heights Check the stats before you check me And don't tell me who the greatest if you don't know the history Robert Ramon and Carlos the new big three and if the pins ain't from them don't bring them to me because i go off like a rocket launcher man i just hate the beat i'm a real monster i can hear the crowd chanting mvp that's my mantra here's a standing on for the opinionated bench warmers it's me it's been crazy because, of course, everybody's saying that the whole Luka trade, that Dallas definitely won that, and I believe it, but, I mean, Trey Young been playing good basketball, you too. what that trade was? Uh, you remember switching the three and the five, basically? Yeah. So, uh, Atlanta could have took Luka with the three, but they traded Trae with, Young. yeah, they traded with Dallas um, and traded back and got an asset from Dallas as well. And Dallas went and swooped up Luka at that number three spot. And do you like when, like, NBA players forcibly wear their team? Like, like this outfit is <laughs> trash. But it just forcibly got on, like, a, a Atlanta, Atlanta Hawks hoodie. Like, uh, that man say he repping his team, bro. He say no matter what, he going to be repped out. They yeah. paying you the big bucks, you might as well. Yeah. Yeah, so let's, let's go ahead and get started. Welcome to the Opinionated Bench Warmers Podcast, episode 24. That's the Kobe episode. Your favorite new sports podcast is on the scene. Carlos, Ramon, and myself, Rob. How y'all doing, man? What's going on with y'all? 2-4, man. 2-4, man. We, we there, man. We, we almost vesting the game, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the we game, there, bro. It's, a, it's almost a new year. Huh? Yeah. Right. What's going on with you, my man? Man, same old, same old. But like you said, man, it's the Kobe episode 24. Man, we just making sure we in mama mentality right now. <laughs> so I'm ready to go and attack it, bro, with that mama mentality. Let's run yeah, it. Yeah, we man. might just name this episode mama mentality. Like, yeah, straight, up. straight like, up. Even if we don't talk about nothing no. about a mama mentality. <laughs> you already like, know. We got to respect the number 24, man. Got to. Yeah, man. So we took a week off, you know, because everybody needs a break. But we're back in here. Uh, we still sharp. We still been watching sports. What have y'all found interesting so far on the sports scene? I mean, uh, one thing I found interesting right now is these last couple games in the NFL, man. Like, NFL, oh, you in the NFL mode, right? Yeah, it's been it's been crazy. That's what I found interesting right now. I mean, that's the biggest talk these Saturday games right now. This is a long time, first time, you know. Recording this on a Thursday, we don't have any Thursday night games. Right, yeah, right, right. I was disappointed. Yeah, yeah, man. I looked on my ESPN app, man. I was like, "What Thursday night games? Like, we gonna watch tonight? Yeah, and I saw. I was like, "Wait, what? Like, yeah. so they got two Saturday games and and no Thursday games. So, I mean, I mean, it's not bad for us because we watch NBA and college basketball, yeah. and so it can still Texas feel it. Yeah. So yeah, we good, but. Yeah, man, things are starting to heat up in the playoff run. 
So, I mean, who you guys think are some pretenders? Who you think are contenders? Let's get Man, to it. When, when it gets down to it, you know, I know that these teams are, have of late kind of been struggling maybe a little bit more. But I still think when it comes down to it in the NFC, it's going to come down to um, the Rams and the Saints. I still have those as my two big contenders out there. I know it's been kind of tough lately with how they've been playing. And some people have said that both teams may have peaked a little bit too early. But I still think when it comes down to it, I look at the talent on those teams, I still have those as my two contenders out there in the NFC. But, you know, I don't know what y'all are thinking. You know, I see Lowe's kind of shaking his head or whatnot. So. Yeah, I'm kind of down on the, the, my L.A. Rams. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. Explain, please. Right. Please. I want to hear more. I'm at the edge of my seat right now. So, so you thinking y'all won and done in the playoffs, bro? I, I, I do think we're one and done. Wow. wow. Hey, hey, if you're listening to this, you're you're hearing this from like the <laughs> ultimate Rams fan. Yes. He's been a Rams fan for like ever since I've known him. I've known him since the seventh grade. So, I mean, if he's saying this, I wow. mean, it gotta be legit. I mean, I don't see what you see, Los. I still think they are a great team. Yeah. I think that to lead. It was in Chicago and it was in the cold. Yeah, I know you. That plays a big. I know you felt a lot different about that. That plays a big part in how y'all play. I mean, when you when you consider Jared Goff is used to to the sunny, perfect conditions in L.A. and you know Jared Goff is only in his second year. He's have had a stellar sophomore year, but you know him being so young in the league, he's not used to playing in conditions like that. So I think that that played into the Bears' favor. To be able to, you know, contend with y'all because Jared Goff froze up in that call. Yeah, I understand that, but I mean, at the same time. I Why am I making a case for his Rams to advance in the playoffs right now? <laughs> no, I get you're right. 
Just right quickly on that before maybe a pivot, but I still have a lot of confidence and a lot of respect for Sean McVay. And I feel that even though it's this little two-game rough patch, you're looking at a guy that to me is going to make adjustments. So Sean McVay to me is not going to sit there and look at the way that they've been defended and the way defenses are playing. And I don't think he's going to continue to have that same offensive game plan. I think he's going to figure out a way to attack that and give some different looks. Um, so, I mean, I still think part of my confidence and belief in the Rams is based in Sean McVay and how much confidence I have in him. And I still just think that they got so much talent that, you know, you have your little times when you go through laws in a season. I mean, we see this for a lot of great teams through the history of sports, period, whether it's football, basketball, baseball, whatever. You know, teams have them down moments where you think that, okay, now it's been figured out or they're not going to make a run at it. But I still think... When it comes into the playoffs and it gets real and it, all that, I still think that the Saints and the Rams are the two most talented teams out there. And I think that things will run through them with the Bears probably being that other team out there that has somewhat of a chance as well. Okay. So the first thing that led out this conversation is pretenders, pretenders and contenders. And based off of y'all, y'all feel like the Bears are really contenders. Y'all don't feel like they're pretenders. Like they they've had a... Up and down season, you know they had they they got four losses on the on the season. Uh, Trubisky has been a little shaky. We all yeah. know what he can do with his legs, but as far as his arms, we have some type of concerns. He did not have the best game against your Rams, Lowe's. You know, but you know, of course, with Khalil Mack and that defense and Fuller, you know, they dominated enough for to yeah. wield them into a yeah. win. So, I mean, y'all really feel like yeah. the Bears are contenders. What, what, the way we're looking at the Bears, the, the thing I look at, you talk about Trubisky being inconsistent and maybe not being a stellar guy, but I look at the blueprint that the Giants set. I look at the blueprint that the Ravens set twice early in 2000 when Trent Dilfer was able to go do it and make mm-hmm. it happen. Then when Joe Flacco was able to make it happen, that defense is going to travel anywhere. Mm-hmm. So that defense is going to keep you in any game regardless. And I still think that... Um, Nagy, their coach, I still think that offensively, he can pull out enough with Trubisky. And if Trubisky catches fire, just like Eli caught fire in those playoff runs, mm-hmm. you know, just like Joe Flacco caught fire in a playoff run, then, I mean, they're a scary team. Um, I, I, I hate to do this to y'all guys because I'm not this type of guy, uh, that irrelevant ESPN stat type of guy. But... <laughs> The Bears haven't lost since they haven't lost since like October fourteenth. So they haven't lost in two months. I don't know what you make of it. Like, you know, I don't know what you make of it, but I mean based on the eye test, you know, they are true contenders. But I'm gonna throw another one in there. I know we're gonna talk about contenders because we're gonna get into pretenders, but the Dallas Cowboys are true contenders to me. 
Am I wrong in saying that? Or how y'all feel about that? I mean, let, hold on, hear me out. Hear me out. Let me let me get my spill before y'all chime in. I mean, you look at their defense. Their defense is legit. You look at their, you know, you look at their, you know, offense. You know, Zeke is pretty much their mm-hmm. offense, and and and, and will them into wins. I mean, how do y'all feel about the Cowboys? Yeah. I say they're pretenders because uh, to me what a contender by definition is somebody that's going to show up and be in the game every time you play. You know, they're, you feel like they're never out of the game and they can legit win it all. The Cowboys, I can't see them winning it all. The simple fact is you go into a game and you dominate the number one offense defensive-wise. And then you show up last week, you play the coach, and you can't even score a point. You know, and you get pretty much dominated in that game. But this is my coach. That's my coach. You know I was going to speak right. on Right. And so I'm like, you know, what, where is this team that talked all the trash to the Saints about how he's going to shut them down and did that and then show up to the coach? And, you know, no disrespect to the coach. The coach is a good team. Don't get me wrong. But if you're a good team, you want to call yourself a good team also. How are you going to – I'm gonna put it to you like this, bro. The Cowboys are gonna be one and done in the playoffs. And I'm gonna leave it at that. <laughs> the Cowboys are gonna be one and done hey, in the playoffs. Hey, some, bro, I was trying they to get the Cowboys fans. They're gonna play at Jerry World their first game and they out of there. Yeah, I mean they sitting eight and six right now. I mean they they only we only have we're looking at what two games left in the season. I mean, you know. They have the Buccaneers who are sorry, and yeah. they have the Giants who are sorry. So they, I mean, they're they're, they're in. Yeah, they're, 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 they're they're in. So and they're yeah. gonna host in the first round. Like they're gonna, you know, they're gonna win their division. So they're gonna have a home game in the first round. So so we looking at a, a, a respectable, a respectable ten and sixteen. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, my thing is, I think that what the Cowboys mostly would have to worry about is how Dak is gonna perform. Uh, respectably so. He's a young quarterback, so you would look at him as a, I don't know, are we going to give him the young quarterback pass? I mean, he's been in the league, what, this is his third year? I think so. So we're going yeah. to give him a young quarterback pass? What you think, Carlos? Uh, I don't know. I'm not. Uh, third year, I mean, uh, I mean, I, I, all right, I'll say uh, this. Okay, he's been in the league. All right, let's look at it. All right, his rookie year. They didn't make the playoffs, right? They did his rookie year. They did his rookie, his rookie year. Okay. His last year was they a, did not. because of the whole Zeke stuff, all that. Okay. Know. Yeah, I don't think I can give him a young quarterback pass because he has playoff experience. So, even though that was his rookie year. So, I mean, okay, you look at the – I think it all – What I, I said all that to say this is that I think that their success will lie on his shoulders. And what he's shown me uh, – through the season, I don't, I don't see the consistency. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like I said last podcast, I think I don't, I don't really trust him as a quarterback because he hasn't had the best year. He hasn't had a year like his rookie year since he's been in the league. But like, I, don't, I just don't see his consistency wise. Now, if he play like he played, like if he plays like he's played on their winning streak prior to this loss against your Colts. I mean, I, I kind of would, you know, kind of would, you know, see it. Mm-hmm. But, like, if he plays inconsistent, they're not going to advance in the playoffs. I think he's in the same class as Jared Goff, 
Carson Wentz mm-hmm. with those guys. So he's in the same class with those guys. Right, and right. So I really, you know, we don't really give those guys right now passes, you know. So I don't think he should get a pass either. So I think it's about time your third year, that's the year of the quarterback really going to their own, supposedly, you know, their third year. You know, that's when they're supposed to take that jump, you know, that, that huge jump. And so that's why I feel like, you know, I can't really give him a pass right now. And granted, you know, I think, you know, Dak has played well. You know, don't get me wrong. Dak, and I think that partly helps because he got Amari Cooper over there with them. Oh, yeah, and so that's Amari Cooper yeah. has been going nuts, you know, you know, with them. I mean, I know this last game with the Colts, they didn't play as well. But before then, that game against the Eagles, that overtime game, how Amari Cooper just went bananas, and, you know, Dak has been finding him. So, I mean, I can't be too harsh on Dak, you know, but I still don't think they're contenders. Yeah, I don't buy it either. So, pretenders, the first name that come, the first team name that comes to nine to me is the Ravens. <laughs> oh, so you all want to oh, I feel AFC like they're pretenders, now, yeah. yeah. I, I feel like they're pretenders. I I mean, Lamar Jackson's been playing well, but it's just like any other rookie quarterback. Co- uh, defense coordinators aren't don't have enough time to really prepare for you. So, I mean, rookie quarterbacks are always going to have success. Um, not always, but a talented ones like Lamar Jackson. So, you don't really know how to game plan for the Ravens right now. And how do y'all feel about Joe Flacco reporting that he's hurt? But Lamar Jackson is named the starter. Yeah, it's I think that's like, a convenient report right there. Yeah, I think that, try to massage the ego. Yeah, I think that he's definitely. I think that he's definitely been. You know, I think that's over for him. I feel like he's been Drew Bledsoe with Tony Romo, whatever the term is. Whenever that veteran quarterback gets hurt, that that uh, promising rookie always conveniently gets to start when that veteran gets hurt. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I don't really buy into the Ravens. I'm not even sure if they're going to uh, make it in down the stretch. Um, I would also say another team out there that, to me, is a pretender. The Colts? No, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> the Texans. I don't buy the Texans. You don't a, buy the, I, I don't buy the Texans either. as a contender, as a true I, contender. I'm surprised that they're even in in like talks. Yeah, you know what, what, what has happened with the Texans, what people partially didn't realize Starting off the season, the Texans had the 32nd ranked uh, schedule in the league. So, they've had the easiest schedule in the league this season. So, not trying to knock their 10-4 record. They have played well in spurts, especially when I think they had with that nine-game winning streak. But I just don't really buy it in the playoffs. Their run game, to me, is kind of spotty. Every now and then, Lamar Miller will break one, and then he'll come the next game, and he gives you like 15 to 20 yards. And then Alfred Blue sometimes, you know, It'll do well, and then he doesn't. To me, the run game is not consistent enough. The defense is solid. Um, I just think it'll end up being too much on uh, Deshaun Watson and um, on on Hopkins. I think it'll be too much on them. I think if you can slow down the passing attack a little bit, um, then I think you can just kind of knock the Texans out of there. And, I mean, you know, we saw my coach do that not too long ago. So uh, that's why I think the Texans are a pretender. Yeah, I agree with that 100%. I just don't I don't I don't look at the AFC and really right now I think this is the first time I'll look at the AFC and say, you know what? I don't wanna face that team right now. You know what I'm saying? You look at the Chiefs right now, you know, they lost their star running back and they even kinda of, they've been kinda of shaking themselves, losing to the Chargers. You know, the Chargers, you know, they have been they're probably a solid team that's flying under the radar. 
then you look at the Patriots, you know, they just lost one of their weapons on the outside. They're always going to be the Patriots, so they're going to always kind of be in the mix. But they haven't been as strong as they have, you know, have they've been in the past. And you look at the Steelers, you know, the Steelers, you know, they still, they're dealing with injuries at the running back position themselves, you know, and they haven't really, they've been hit or miss too. So you got a lot of inconsistent teams right now for me that I think in the AFC. So I don't really look at the AFC and think the champion is going to come out of the AFC. I think, you know, the NFC, that's where the champion is going to come from. Yeah. So do you, so yeah, do, y'all, do you guys think that the Chargers are, going, are true contenders? I th- I'll say that's the best team right now yeah. in the AFC. I think they are. I think they're true contenders. Um, there's another team out there that's won seven of their last eight games. They're um, greedy. That'll man. go. Uh, their defense, like the Chargers, aren't known for being defensively sound like they are. But yeah. you know their defense, I'll be inclined. I think they're the most complete team in the AFC, no doubt. Yeah, I just only thing that I'm hesitant about is just to me sometimes when Philip Rivers gets in those big moments and them. Big pass happy games and yeah. inter- he can be interception prone in some of those games. If they can protect the football and not turn it over, I mean obviously that's typical football talk right there. But I'm just saying, if Phillip Rivers can protect the football, um, then I mean I think they'll be in a good spot. Um, you talk about getting you know Melvin Gordon back and having him rest too, because you got to look at what they've been doing for a little while. They haven't really had Melvin Gordon or had him 100 percent and all that, so. Um, you know it'll be interesting to, to see them uh, at at full strength, and it's it's crazy that after Stephen A had that whole little mishap or whatever with with Hunter Henry, now they're talking about Hunter Henry practicing or something again now. But uh, but I mean I don't think he'll be ready for the the playoff run or anything. But I do think think that they are the strongest team out there. But like I said, I mean there's another team that we haven't really talked about. That in won seven of their last eight games, um, after they were kind of cast away. Who the Colts? Yes, yes. <laughs> I think he's gonna find a, find some type of point and, to talk about the Colts. And the thing. Are you in the playoffs right now? So not quite. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, no. Right. Like every other NFL team in the league. Right, right. <laughs> Basically, it comes down. It's so many different scenarios. So many different teams can make it out there in the AFC. Let's have a heck of a yeah. season. Exactly. Luck has been great. And the other thing, too, you know, I don't know if we're going to end up talking about this at one point, but how did they snub my boy Darius Leonard? Alvin Kamara? No. Darius Leonard. <laughs> Leading the league in tackles by 20-plus tackles. Has 50-some more tackles than the two guys that got in at his position. How does he not make the Pro Bowl? That's ridiculous. Yeah, I'm not in, y'all haven't been on TV much this year. Yeah. I know a lot of people are like all of you know upset that people got snubbed by the Pro Bowl. Yeah, that's more fan driven and popularity. But the All Pro team, that's where you really want to pay attention to if your player made that. If you make the All Pro team, that's what you know guarantee that would help their contracts. You know, most of the time that would really you know you're amongst your peers. You know, rank you know people that actually know what they're doing. You know, not just because you like a player like Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. Great player, don't get me wrong, but has he had a Pro Bowl season this no. year? I don't think. I don't, he yeah. Easily, you know. And so I'm like, you know, some things just based off their name, they're gonna always get that yeah. vote. And that's why you see a lot of those guys drop out. Like Aaron Rodgers, he probably won't play this year in the Pro Bowl. Those guys drop yeah. out because they know. Ah, uh, yeah, I know. I got off here because 
top player. Somebody else deserves a chance. Uh oh, Chris Paul just went down with a hamstring injury. Oh, Uh-oh, that's it. Yeah, he, he walked into the locker room. Oh, boy. Way. Every just year, wanna, just every when, year, just when the Rockets, right? Just when the Rockets got rolling, huh? Yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I agree, Los. I think that it that the Pro Bowl has become a popularity contest, and you know, it's kind of like the NBA, you know, which is why it's you know reportedly becoming America's favorite sport. Why, where they are changing it, where the fans' votes do not weigh as heavily as it once did in past years. Uh, where actually analysts and you know writers are you know having a, a, a and even coaches are having a say in who makes the All Star team in the NBA, but I think that the NFL needs to turn to that maybe that same format yeah. because a lot a lot of names are you know like Alvin Kamara which I mentioned jokingly but you know when you look at his all purpose yards his touchdowns no doubt no doubtly he should have been in the Pro Bowl yeah but it's a it's a stacked situation over there running back though. You look at Ty Gurley, Zeke, and um, yeah, and Barkley. You look at them, and they really were at the top three, I think, in all purpose. Yeah. So it's like it's hard. It's hard. You look at a guy that Christian McCaffrey that's having a heck of a season, and he also got snubbed. You know, also didn't make it. So I don't know. Right. So I wouldn't mind seeing them extend that to maybe five, six positions. You know, let you know you can have two running backs. You're only gonna bring one fullback anyway to the Pro Bowl, so you can have one or two running backs on the field at the same time. So that'll kind of make it fun. I think they need to extend how many running backs they allow to the Pro Bowl, because since the running back position is again growing, we talked about that before on previous episode. How you know the running back position now is starting to kind of come back. Yeah. Right. That's a good conversation. Right. So, um, I don't know how we got there, but... We talked about oh, my... Oh, pretenders. Yeah, yeah pretenders, pretenders. And then we got into my coach, and then I so, see the snub. So, what's the scenario, man? I know you know. Uh, uh, I mean, y'all got the Titans and the and the Giants left. I, I, y'all should handle the Giants pretty good. Yeah. I'll, have my, I'll have my eyes yes. on that game. Prime, what time they come on? Noon? So I'll yeah. be I'll be watching that game yeah, prior to my Saints coming on at, at yeah, three, but it's gonna be a, yeah. A, a, so yeah. I mean, then y'all had the Titans. The Titans have been you know pretty like y'all have been pretty decent this yeah, year. Yeah, so. I mean we, that's one of the teams that we're fighting with the um, with the spot for um, out there. It's it's really going the playoffs much are for y'all this yeah, Sunday. Yeah, start this Sunday, and it starts really for us the Ravens and the Titans. The playoffs start this Sunday. Um, Pretty much, you just want to be in a situation where you win out, you go out there, and you earn it, you get those two wins, and you see how everything else uh, falls. Obviously, if we win the two games, then that, of course, pretty much knocks the Titans out because that would mean that we, you know, a game up on them. Um, and so then it'll just come down to kind of us and, and the Ravens. And I, I'm forgetting right now who the, the – I think the Ravens have actually a tough matchup this weekend. Um, I think the Texans, I want to say. I'm not sure. Yeah, it's like – Slipping oh my, my mind, but I feel like they had a pretty. Let me no, see. It's not the, it's not the Texans. But I, I feel like I mean, they have. That is a good. I mean, they. They, they have the Chargers. Yeah. They got the oh, Chargers. Oh, that's Sunday night football, too. Yeah, they, they closed with the Chargers and the Browns, and the Browns not a walkover either, so. Yeah, they not. Man, that's going to be. Dog, like, this week going to be nice. Yep. Yeah. And then my Saints play the Steelers, even though we. We gonna be in the playoffs. I just want us yep. to get a bye week, but 
Yeah, man. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see how it, how it closes yeah, down like the stretch. That that Ravens Chargers game in there has That's a lot big, of a lot of implications because the Chargers are still too trying to get that number one overall seed. So yeah, you know, you look at the situation; they going all out for that. Ravens are fighting for their playoff lives. So it's gonna be like you said for certain teams, the playoffs start this weekend. But I'm kind of ready too for it to actually move towards true playoff football. I think as you as a true fan, a true Colts fan, I think that one of the amazing things I think that is very fun for you because you really didn't have too high expectations for No, I, I honestly And y'all yeah. have ups and downs yep. you know, losing streaks, so I think that those are the most fun season and, and to see y'all make it into the playoffs yeah. I think that if y'all making it to the playoffs with Luck playing like he playing I feel like yeah, y'all. Are, nobody's we, gonna want to face y'all. Right. And we, then y'all got Darius Leonard. Yeah, we got it just know, as like, good of a chance as anybody out there. And the thing about Luck this year, first of all, definitely obviously comeback player of the year. Now, obviously, he won't win MVP, but he deserves some MVP votes because you really look at it. It's not like he's working with a lot weapon wise. T.Y. Hilton, Marlon Mack, and then you get Ebron. Marlon Mack is available, right? Uh, Ebron has played well, you know. Oh, Jack Doyle has here. been yeah. hurt, yeah. but it's just like it's not like he's working with these stellar weapons. He's another one that really got snubbed. That should have had Tom Brady spot in the in the Pro Bowl, but that's a whole other thing. But uh, like, you think about it, most of these guys that's getting voted in, like Drew Brees, Drew Brees is not going to be in the Pro Bowl. Yeah, because you know the Saints is going to go deep into the playoffs. So I expect. Yeah. So I mean, like you know, and Tom Brady, we expect the same. Now that's interesting too. I want yeah. to say, I want to flip. All right, and then we'll, and then Carlos mentioned it earlier about Josh Gordon. So this is a great transition from this pretenders contender. Right, but right. The last pretender is the Patriots. Am I speaking blasphemous by saying that the Patriots are pretenders? Did you just say blasphemous? <laughs> <laughs> he getting no stuff from his uncle, huh? <laughs> I, I mean, I, I think they are. Yeah, I, I'm leaning towards that way too. Even though I hate it because Belichick and Tom, you can never, ever, ever count them yeah. out. That's why it's blasphemous. You never yeah. can count them out. You really like that word, no? Yeah, man. <laughs> I'm telling you, bro. I mean, yeah, like I, the thing about them is that, um, now you, like you said, you never want to count them out, but. I feel that Tom is aging a, a little bit, a little bit. He not, of course, like an off-the-cliff quarterback, but a little bit. But Gronk, his <laughs> age is really showing this shit, bro. Did y'all see him try to make that tackle on that pump? <laughs> that was pathetic. I mean, not on that level. Yeah, yeah, that was pathetic. First of all, why is he even back there anyway? He, they not about to throw a 70-yard bomb for the final play, but... Um, but Gronk has really shown why they were trying to trade him last offseason. Wow, like, man. it's really showing on him right now. And so, when you don't have that dependable weapon right there, now, you know, like you said, we're going to get to it, but you down another weapon in Josh Gordon. So, you know, maybe Edelman and Hogan and maybe Sonny Michelle starts playing a little bit better because he's been kind of a little shaky to me too. So, I don't know. They don't look great right now, but it's just that, I just don't know how you count them out. I just don't know how you yeah, count you them out. It's, you can't. it's just the Patriots, I mean, we've man. seen years where they've been the same as they are now, and then the playoffs come, and they just they just run the table. Uh, anytime you, you go to Foxborough, 
you know, it's tough, you know, when you think about your coach, not to bring back old wounds, no. but you think about your coach who was on fire and they win the Foxborough. I feel like you did that on purpose. <laughs> I did. I feel like you tried to pull that one on purpose. I definitely did. But, you know, it was the flake gate and everything. But you never know what's going to go on with, you know, when you go to Foxborough. So, I mean... I mean, they may go in as a wild card team, but they're just as dangerous as anybody else. And because of that reason, even though I'm leaning towards pretender, I have to say that they're contender because I know I can't do it. I just can't. Yeah, you just, until you, they're the type, until you actually see them fall off, fall off, you just can't say it. Yeah. Cause, I mean, they still got Julian Edelman. They still got uh, Chris Hogan. You know, they still got weapons over there. So, yeah, but I mean, they missing they one. Your boy, you know, from Arkansas. No, uh, no, so you talking about from Georgia? You talking about you talking Georgia. about Sonny Michelle? Yeah, Sonny Michelle. Yeah, yeah, and like you say, they are missing one blatant weapon, and that's Josh Gordon. It was reported, you know, this afternoon that, you know, well, first it was reported he reported on his own he's stepping away from football because of mental issues, and then it came through that he was put back on the commissioner's exemplars, which I'm still trying to figure out what that <laughs> means. But he's put research. back on the commissioner's exemplars. Because of suspension indefinitely. So, I mean, I feel like we're going to beat a dead horse with this one. We're going to say the same things, but, I mean, we got to talk about it. Yeah, he's done. It's it's almost as simple as that. I don't see any situation, any scenario where Josh Gordon is able to take another snap in the NFL. I don't see any situation or scenario where a team is going to be willing to take a chance on him. You know, why, why would they? Why would they at this yeah. point? You know, you've had a million chances. You've been released. You've been cut. You've been suspended for a long time already. Like, he's not going to change at this point. You know what I'm saying? And the man is who he is, and he just needs to, you know, he's made a good, I'm sure he's made a good amount of money already, you know, in the NFL. Let's just let the Josh Gordon of old and the, the story of Josh Gordon go because. You know, as a fan, you know, you just, it, it's sad, you know, you got to deal with this, you're rooting for this guy, and you know, and this maybe is a mental issue or whatever, and I don't want to take that lightly, but, you know, he's going to be who he is, you know, and if he wants to smoke and do drugs, and let him go ahead and do that to where he doesn't have, he can move to somewhere where it's legal, and I don't have to deal with the NFL, and then we don't have to deal with this story, oh, how long until Josh Gordon is done, and Somebody else is giving them a chance, you know. And so these GMs, these owners need to stop giving them a chance, you know. And that's just in this right here. Yeah. Yeah. What's well, a couple things with it? I mean, you look at his career path uh, in 2012. You know, he came in the league and, you know, he showed promise. But then that 2013 year, you know, he had uh, 1,700 yards, over 1,700 yards from scrimmage. Uh, you know, he was – Averaging 117 yards receiving a game, and he had 1,646 yards receiving on 87 receptions. And then you look at the next year, you know, he started, you know, going through his issues. Like y'all say, he ended up missing the whole 2015 and the whole 2016 season because of, like you mentioned, those drug issues, drug abuse issues. And, you know, I was talking to those, I mean, Ramon off air about this and it, you know like I said I mean I you know I told y'all in the group me I, I feel like I'm beating a dead horse I said this like three years ago like yeah. it's just a waste of talent uh you know just a you know all pro type receiver you know just like Ramon mentioned yeah. you know uh you know 
probably if he would have carried on the trek when we mentioned Odell, like you said, yeah. AB, you know, DeAndre Hopkins. Did I say Odell? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like Odell. Might say Odell twice. Yeah, he's nice. <laughs> but, uh, you know, when you mentioned these receivers, you were missing Josh Gordon as well. And now you can't mention it because of these issues that he's having. Uh, just like you said, Los, we don't want to take mental health lightly, like you said. And, you know, that's the thing. If this mental health is mental health, like I was telling Ramon, like, if you have mental issues, like, I don't know, you know, you, you know, when you, I mean, I'm, I'm going to say I'm trying to tread carefully yeah. here, but when you say that you have mental issues and you diagnose yourself, it comes off as you're making an excuse. You know, same thing with Kanye, you know, and his ordeal that he's going through, like, you know, a couple months ago, he said that he was misdiagnosed, that he don't have bipolarism, he doesn't have any mental issues, and now, a week ago, he come through with tweets saying, you know, why attack me, I have mental issues. So, it comes off as saying that you, when you say that you, person that you have mental issues, it comes out of you making an excuse. And if you look at his track record, he's had chance after chance, failed drug test after drug test. You know, it does seem like he does have a, a mental issue with it, like you mentioned, Los. And, I mean, it's just, I just hate to see an athlete like him, and I just hate to, to have the woulda, shoulda, coulda type effect, you know. Like, he's going to be on a 30 for 30. Yeah, I was just about to say you know that. I was saying? just about to say You know, that. just a guy that just is a stellar superstar, you know, and, you know, it's just sad. And, you know, fantasy implications, you know, we in a league with a guy who believes in Josh Gordon. Like, I'm yeah, in multiple leagues right. with a guy. That believes in Josh Gordon that, that that picked him up way before he was even thought about being reinstated, you know, and yet again he's disappointed. Yeah. I don't have that much to say about that, Mark. Yeah, I think that pretty much sums it up, man. Like you said, uh, all pro uh, Robert potential. Kraft, Robert Kraft yeah. thought he could turn around. Yeah, and the thing about it, if if they can't fix you in New England, I hate to say it this way. <laughs> I hate to say it this way, but if they can't fix it in New England, where can it happen? Yeah, right. So, that's it. He's done. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, and, and you know, I told Ramon, I, I, I honestly, I, I don't know. I, I'm not, I this is, you know, we don't pin at the bench for me. This is my opinion. You know, and it's a touchy subject because I know there's a lot of people out there going through mental health. And, you know, much prayers out to them and good luck. But, you know, when he came out and saying with the mental issue statement and then uh, double backs like later on this afternoon, the NFL comes back and say that he's on the, the commission as exemplars and he's suspended in, indefinitely because he uh, uh, violated his, uh, I guess, reinstatement rules. It kind of seems like to me that, you know, him coming out with that statement was more of a PR effort, you know, to kind of save some type of face that he may have left because he knew that he was going to be suspended. I'm yeah. just gonna walk out on a limb by myself. Yeah. <laughs> no, I agree with that. I agree with that. I, I just think it's a sad situation, and I really do. I don't. I mean, you know, me. This is just me. Again, I don't feel sorry for the dude. You know, he's still a millionaire. Now he can just go and smoke his stuff like he when he wants to smoke it. Now, you know, so I don't feel sorry for the dude. I'm just, I'm just to the point where I'm just. I'm you sick of it? Tired of Josh Gordon. I really am. Man. I'm just tired. You tired of the story, right? right? Next. Yeah, I am. Yeah, so, uh, interesting enough, that's a conversation we had, I think it was two podcasts ago, about James Winston. When they show you who they are, Wait, believe, believe them. them the first time, and that goes to your guy, you know, the, the uh, I guess the Redskins took a chance on Ruben Foster. Foster yeah. You know, so, 
I mean, it, it, you know, it's a lot, man. But you know, uh, just like I, just like we say, we we hope that he gets hit, gets the help that he needs, and we in full support of him getting help. And you know, uh, I I think that it's bigger than sports than what he's going yeah. through whenever you're dealing with uh, substance abuse. So and, and mental health issues. So we hope that he gets on the right track. We all, I don't think I'm wrong in saying that, right? No, yeah, nah, so, you right. You know, um. So uh, let's let's uh, let's get the you know. Yeah, let's get the more yeah, energy. Let's get the more energy back up. Let's talk about something positive, man. We're on our twenty fourth episode. Yes, twenty fourth podcast. And if the listeners knew, like we knew, that it would be a tough, you know. You know, it was tough to get it started. It was, it, it took a lot of planning. Uh, you know, and we started off as like a little, pretty much a sports blog site first off, and now we on our twenty fourth episode yeah. of the podcast. And I know you guys are like, oh, you're only twenty four. Why is it so important? Because we all collectively, why are we even doing this is because we all sell the same fandom of the Lakers and Kobe Bryant, and Kobe Bryant wore the number twenty four. Yeah. So this episode is. It's very special to us, yep. you know, and, you know, I guess, you know, just in reflection, man, like, it's just been, it's just been awesome. We appreciate all the support and the listeners and the feedback we've been getting, and that's why we keep doing it. Right. No, definitely. We always appreciate the feedback and support, whether it's, you know, on social media, y'all getting at us, or it's liking and subscribing on all our platforms and all of that. We appreciate all of it. We look at it. We take, you know, the feedback and the comments and we continue to try to improve and get better. And I always present you with, you know, something that you feel good about listening to. And you truly want to, you know, every single time the episode comes out, you want to listen. And that's the kind of feedback and support that we've gotten, you know. And so we definitely fully appreciate that. So like you said, 24 episodes in, man, 24 means a lot for the three of us. Yeah, man. So I mean, in honor of twenty four, man, what are some of what is y'all favorite? We never go to multiple because I know that there are uh, Lakers fans. There are non Lakers fans listening to this, but we got to do it. Like, what's your favorite Kobe moment? And who wants to go first? Carlos, you go first since yeah. we since we took everything you had to say. <laughs> so I mean, you know, you know, I could go with the obvious, the eighty-one, but I'm not. I'll go with my favorite Kobe moment has to be the moment when um, he, I saw him fearlessly, you know, take it to Matt Barnes all game, right? You know, and him and Matt Barnes, you know later to go and they were teammates to find out later on they'll be teammates but the same game they, they this is when he was with I believe Orlando and they were getting into it and Matt Barnes faked like he's gonna throw the ball in Kobe's face you know and I know right now there was there was a little there was a conspiracy out there yeah. that he actually threw it in his face but it came out to be proven that he did and Kobe didn't budge at all that mentality that that was to me that showed the mama mentality before we were really calling him the black mama that you're so much in the zone in the game that that didn't even fear you. Somebody put a, a, a basketball faked into your face within six inches. You didn't budge. You didn't blink. And, you know, it, it wasn't like he wasn't even there. That that type of – that showed that mentality. That shows me where this guy was mentally during the game. And 
So that that was one of my favorite Kobe moments. Yeah, that was that was pretty cool. That was a good one, bro. That was a good one. That was a good one. Oh, you want me to go? I think my favorite moment was when Kobe in 2010 finally beat those pesky Celtics. Mm -hmm. He won that championship. And I, I have on my old laptop. I have the uh, the picture of the like as my wallpaper. I have like like Kobe celebrating with his arms stretched out, mm-hmm. and the disappointment of Rondo with his head down, and which he's a Laker now, which is not running. And then you have you know Paul Pierce in the background, just sad when you know when when Kobe finally beat the Celtics to win his fourth championship. Fifth, fifth. That was his fifth. That was his fifth. I thought he won one against. I thought uh, the Magic was four. Was, that was four. Oh, so was five. Okay, okay. Yeah, it was. You know, when he won his fifth championship, that was the one that meant the most to me because, I mean, the Lakers. Me being a Lakers fan, I know the history that we have between the Celtics and with Magic and Larry Bird, and you know, just that rivalry. And you know, I, I you know, the embarrassment that we felt in '08 when yeah. the Big Three first formed and they just smashed us. Yeah. You know. To, to win the championship and to, for him to get that redemption redemption for his fifth and, and turned out to be his last championship, that that did it for me. That was my yeah. favorite Kobe moment. Right. Um. I think for me, the cash man, it's so tough to narrow these now. Yeah. But uh, when you go with one, mine is gonna actually have to be the fourth championship, and the reason why um, that win in '09 against Orlando meant so much at that time is because. We all know it as Lakers and Kobe fans. Before that point, every argument and debate we got in was he can't do it without Shaq. He won. He he rode Shaq coattails, and so it was always his legacy was just gonna be exclusively tied to what he did with Shaq, what he did with Shaquille O'Neal. And the thing about that, all that stuff is stupid anyway, because great players have always won together anyway. Mm -hmm. But to see him. You know, go out there and do it. You know, it's being the, the number one guy, clearly the number one guy, to win the championship without Shaq. That put a lot of that debate to a hush that, hey, he couldn't do it without him. And I know that was a big thing for Kobe because he always felt that he can win a championship as the alpha male. He can win a championship with everything flowing exclusively through him. And so to me, that was the biggest moment because that shut up some Kobe haters to an extent. They were always going to talk. But that took something away from them being able to say that. So that saved me some debates, you know, having. So yeah. that would probably be my moment right there. That was some good moments, man. Can we, can we throw I, a, a honorable mention or something in there? Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, go ahead, man. It's our play. Right. I think honorable mention for me is a game that gets slept on a lot. But it's the game before the 81. Uh, yeah, the game that occurred in 62 in three quarters uh, to outscore a team by yourself. No telling how many he would have actually dropped that night had, had he played the fourth quarter. He didn't play the fourth quarter because the Lakers were up like 95 to 61 at that point. So Phil just sat him. Um, and people were like, why didn't you stay in, get 70 or blah, 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 and this and that. And he basically said that, you know, he can make that happen another time. And then he came like, like 15 games, 14 or 15 later and dropped 81. But to me... You outscoring a team by yourself through three quarters, that's crazy. Hey, crazy. man, I ain't going to lie. Like, when I was going through the moments and, you know, I recognized we was going to do this segment, bro, it was a tie between that 62 and three quarters and, you know, the moment that I mentioned. Yeah. Man, I, I, you know, I told you this before even years ago. I was like, man, I think Kobe 
could have beat the hundred point record. Like yeah. just when you look at the game, the game flow, how he was on fire. He was like on that. fire. And then you know we we go through it. You know we we did the research. Like you go through the last ten games, of, like he was going forty, yeah. going fifty, oh. he was going. He was rolling. So you know, and then ultimately, like he met the peak at eighty two, but I mean eighty one. But you know, I you know like you know that. I hate that Phil took him out. I don't know why yeah. Phil took he, him out. He was on pace for definitely easy 80 plus. Yeah, and def- 80. I mean, he had what in that third quarter, I think, dropped like 32 in his, just in that third quarter <laughs> in alone. In quarter, Yeah, man. in that third quarter but alone. So you understand why we regard Kobe as the greatest of all time. But that's another story for another time. That's a great segment. 24 episodes in. To commemorate it, we gave our favorite moment of Kobe, who wore the number 24. Shout out to Kobe. And, you know, shout out to us and shout out to the listeners, man. We going strong and we, you know, we just getting started. I'm going to have to wear my Kobe's tomorrow, bro. For sure. I'm put my Kobe's you definitely got to wear your Kobe's <laughs> tomorrow. I don't know. I don't know why you wouldn't. <laughs> so, I mean, while we, while we in the NBA, you know, you know, we could talk about, you know, just a lot of things that's going on. I guess the scope of the league is pretty getting pretty interesting right now. You know, the Lakers in fourth place right now, two games back. We got the Pelicans tomorrow, which is a very – that's a very important game for for both teams, really. Yeah. Uh, the Rockets in Miami are, are playing right now. Do y'all feel like the Rockets are really trying to get into their, you know, you know, get into their role that they, you know, get on their winning role? Yeah, I think the Rockets – Eventually, I don't think you could ever count. You know, they had a slow start. They're still figuring things out. People really underestimated them losing Trevor Ariza, you know. Um, oh, that yeah, was a huge, definitely. Huge piece for Good them point. that they lost to the free agency. You know, Trevor Ariza, you're probably going to start kind of seeing these veterans do what Trevor Ariza did, which, which was smart. Go get your check, you know. Yeah, for one cash year. out. And then once the trade, I mean, where they're eligible to be traded, trade go to a, a contending team you know so now he got his 15 million dollar check for one year cashed out and now he's on a contending team with the wizards so it's kind of smart i think you probably start seeing these you know these teams that gotta gotta get rid of this money go get these veteran players like they did with trevor reason but back to the, the rockets i think you know they're gonna start hitting their groove again you know and they're right now they're actually you know reports time saying that they're looking at trying to get kcp you know, I don't really feel like, you know, when I say KC, we peed and it's called what Pope for the Lakers. I don't see, you know, what they can really give us to benefit us unless it's some picks or whatever. But right now, the Lakers are not in the pick, you know, market. You know, we're looking at players that's going to help us. So, you know, they're going to really have to bring in a third team if they want to get KCP that bad from us. Yeah, and then the thing about it, too, in the situation with uh, KCP the way his one-year agreement was set up, he has to approve any deal that goes down. So, does he want to go to the Rockets? Um, so, I mean, that also factors into it as well. But as you said with the Rockets, I mean, I think they're hitting their stride right now. Currently, as we're recording, they sit in the seventh seed. Um, and so, I think they'll find themselves probably once playoffs roll around anywhere between the four and the six, probably. I'm thinking around there. And, um, I mean, they're going to be a tough out for anybody. But the main thing is that they have to be healthy. Um, I know Lois mentioned it earlier about Chris Paul coming up, you know, with a hamstring injury. And so, you know, if that hampers them again, we know that that's part of why they didn't make it to the finals last year. So, if they aren't healthy, then uh, that can derail everything that they've been doing momentum-wise. Absolutely. 
the rap is I, I you know I think they do have to make that role, but you know I, you know I, y'all know how I feel about Chris Paul. I don't feel like this train rolling if Chris Paul is not able to go. And you know that's I think that that Chris Paul injury is a big deal. Uh, you mentioned a hamstring. I know last year he had hamstring issues, yeah. and you know I mean it's a recurring issue. And I played ball before, and you know I had growing issues. And you know the, the thing about growing and hamstring and, and those types of of, ish, of injuries that you know they linger. You know it takes a long time to heal, and the only thing that can heal it is rest. It's not like you can play on it and expect it to be fully healthy. Uh, you know, reluctantly and luckily it happened before the All-Star break, so he'll have time to, you know, take off, you know, and maybe he'll come in probably the middle of the second half of the season to make that playoff push. But, I mean, it's not looking good for the Rockets right now with that update that y'all heard live on the (laughs) podcast (laughs) reported by Carlos that that, uh, it didn't look too good. CP3 walking to to the locker room. I have a question for you guys, and this kind of came up throughout the week, and um, we didn't really kind of plan this conversation, but I know, you know, being the sports heads that we are, we kind of have our thoughts on it, but LeBron James, you know, he recently came out and said that he would love to play with AD, you know, Anthony Davis, and so I thought that was interesting, you know, for him to say that, you know, so broadly. One, my first question would be, do you make that move now? Know, as early as possible and two how many of the young pieces do you give up and who well the first part of that question do we make the move now and of course you do but I don't know you know when you hear Alvin Gentry say we're not trading Anthony Davis we're not trading him like when you hear when you hear yeah. like I that means to me when I hear that reading between the lines it would take it would be I think that we would definitely make our team uh, deficient if you were to make that move, you know, because they don't want so much in return. That's how much they value him, rightfully so. I mean, I don't see it happening. I don't yeah. see it being possible for us to right. even obtain him. Right. I think, like you're saying, hypothetically, if it's a situation of yes or no, do you make the move, you got an opportunity to go get a top five player out there, yes, you go get Anthony Davis. Um, but I just don't like when these things come out like this and come out early and media speculation and all of that because when did those things ever really happen i mean the last time that i heard one that actually did happen we know it's an imp huh well yeah but i'm talking about like a trade scenario in which teams cooperate you know it's kind of a tough situation with that and so um you know i i just don't totally buy everything coming out now now to answer your question about how much of the young core do you give up? Um, I mean, it's a given, obviously. You're giving up at least two of those pieces. And, you know, if it comes down to it and you had to give up three pieces, I it's tough, but I might would do it. LeBron's window is not going to be long. So this is, this is what you have to decide as an organization. Do you fully capitalize on LeBron's window, or do you still think long-term as the organization get kind of as much out of the LeBron window but still think of life after LeBron? So I think you have to think of it from that perspective. But I would give up easily, definitely two pieces of the young core, maybe three. It's hard to say 
gets hurt. He misses his windows short, shorter than what you need. And then you got a team that turns back into the Pelicans where we got a bunch of guys and, you know, AD, you know what I'm saying, yeah. where you don't really have any young pieces to build off of. So when you when I say specifically names, you got to really probably start okay. with Brandon Ingram. Brandon Ingram gone. Okay, yeah. got that. And so then you got to go from Brandon Ingram, then you got to look at a guy probably like Josh Hart. You know, I love Josh Hart. You start with those two solid pieces there, then you know we can start talking. Then you can you know move on, you know, uh, and look at picks and other involving a third team, something like that. But I think those are two solid pieces. But no, let's be honest, no fair trade can be made, you know, where the Pelicans are getting a fair deal, you know, because Anthony Davis is that generational talent, so they really will be knowing they're going to be losing, you know, a great guy. But I don't really see that happening. I don't see AD. And I don't see – I see him staying there and just waiting to his contract. It's, uh, you know, it's just difficult because he has a, not only this year, but he has next year, you know, where he's going to reach that one year. You know, maybe if he pulls the Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, then okay, you know. But I doubt he does that type of thing. Yeah, and I think um, even speaking on it as well, just to somewhat counter the point is, um, you know, about potentially turning into the Pelicans and all of that. I still think that LA, the marketability of it would still open up the door for someone else to join AD. You know, if it did become a situation where we were exclusively like building around him, obviously, like you said, it's not best case scenario to to gut the team and gut the roster. Um, I just don't know if two pieces, Brandon Ingram and Josh Hart and picks are enough to get it done. I think you're going to have to look at, first of all, if you're just going to go with two pieces, they're going to want two out of the top three young guys, and that being either Ingram and Lonzo, Lonzo and Kuzma, Ingram and Kuz. They're going to want two of those top three guys. Um, it does benefit us, obviously, to put Josh Hart in there, but looking at it, you know, realistically, I think that, honestly, they would want two of those top three in the young core if they're just going to take two. So, I don't know. I mean, I think it's a good hypothetical situation. But I mean, Anthony Davis is still signed through next season, so them them feeling forced to make a move in the middle of this year, I can see maybe something in the off season happening or something after that. But them being forced to make a deal in the middle of this year is kind of like, yeah, I don't 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 totally see it. I don't think we can afford him. I think the value is too. I mean, I don't think I ain't gonna say it's too high. I just don't think that we have enough to like. Make it a championship team. Yeah. And I think that, that, that honestly, when you look at it, I think that the Celtics have so many of the assets. And I'm not just talking about like the players that they have, but the players combined with the picks that they have is more attractive to me when you are talking about partnering with a star like Anthony Davis. A superstar. Davis, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, that, I mean, I don't know. And then you just look at Anthony Davis, he say he don't even care about that LeBron says he. You know, wants to play with him, but I, I look at LeBron's interviews. He seems like he really just at a point in his career when he uh, don't care. Like he yeah. just say whatever. Like yeah, and Kobe got to that. Well, Kobe was like that for yeah, a while, Kobe but Kobe, like Kobe yeah, yeah. But I just, but yeah, like you said, he just say whatever is on his mind, whatever he feel, and it just is what it is. Yeah, and, and you know, I don't know. I, I'm I'm tired of it. I hate that we always in the headline. Like we can't make no moves because of it. Like that's how we no, lost time on Trevor Reason. Yeah. Like it just it just leaks out that we trying to get Trevor Reason. Yeah. 
So, you know, all tomorrow, especially during the game and all that, that's going to be the talk of the, the whole time. Why the game on is AD to LA. That's yeah. all it's going to be. So, I mean, look at the scope of the league of the league. Are y'all taking it serious right now? Are y'all one of, the, are y'all one of those guys that really don't really just – they y'all don't zero in until, like, after All-Star break? Yeah, I say – me, as always, I always say – about 40 games or so, 40 to 50 games in, then you can kind of see a clear picture. Right now, everything's so bunched up, and things are still getting Especially figured out. Ways. And, you know, chemistry is still getting figured out with teams, and trades are being made. And I just say 40 to 50 games, and then once that 40 to 50 games, you can start kind of seeing who, all right, who's for real. You know, who's going to really be a contender, you know. And, you know, a lot of injuries have happened to teams like the Warriors, you know. Rock is still trying to figure it out. The Denver Nuggets and the Clippers were at, are at the top right now, which are, you know, not the top, but the Clippers were at the top for a long time. You know, I don't really think they're a real team either. You know, they're, okay, you know, they see at the well, top. they've been well coached, yeah. but they're not real. So, what do you think about OKC? They started off, like, in the they're very like, beginning. They was at the bottom, right. and now they find themselves number two in the West. They're 20 and 10. Yeah. I mean, I'm. I'll tell you this, guys. I'm really surprised at Paul George. Like he made that decision yeah, to stay yeah. in OKC. He's averaging it's 25 points. We know what it looks like to have a 25 point averaging season. Yeah. So he's really a he, go-to guy. He had a, a game winning shot in the, in the last. I mean, no, he went off for of 40 points in the last game. So, I mean, Paul George has been yeah. pretty impressive. He's, yeah. Now he he's honestly a fringe MVP candidate. I mean, I don't think that he'll you have a chance to really. Realistically, yeah, win yeah. the award, but he's a fringe MVP candidate, and um, I I believe that you know it's it's worked out for him. Honestly, I do buy into the Oklahoma City Thunder. Do I believe that they'll get out of the West? No, um, but can I see them having just as good of a chance to get to the Western Conference Finals as anybody out there? Because I mean that's pretty much what everybody except for Golden State is out there fighting for the chance to play Golden State before Golden State goes to the finals. So. Um, I mean, I think that they're as good as anyone, you know, out there outside of Golden State, and they don't even have one of their best defenders or arguably their best defender in Andre Roberson right now, in which their team as a collective unit has been playing outstanding defense. So they get him back, defense goes to another level. He still can't shoot. But, um, you know, I, I, I think that it's kind of been paying off. Russ and um, Paul George have been playing well together. Steven Adams is, a, to me, a very underrated, uh, big, a very underrated center in the league. So, it's, it's been working out for him. Los. Man, forget Paul George, man. This is how I feel about him. Man, I don't hear nothing about Paul George, man, like no MVP. So, that's how I feel. I don't, wish, no, I don't even wish them the best, man. So, they pretenders, man. They, they can't. I'm just, the same vibe. I'm giving them all the negative energy, man. I, I just really, I don't have no respect for Paul George. And you'll never hear me say nothing positive about Paul George, man. And he really just, really just made me sick to my stomach. He does have two first names. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you, bro. Playoff he he did us wrong, bro. He did us wrong, you know? Yeah. But I don't know. Like you said, you're... You'll see more as the season goes on. Some of these teams will kind of start falling back. But I, I still think that you've seen, to me enough, let's just say in the Eastern Conference, 
I think that that picture is already to me pretty oh, clear. Oh, yeah, because the East is always weaker. Yeah, I think that Toronto's for Toronto. Real. They've for already real. beaten Golden State twice. Yeah. Uh, I think that the Celtics are real, yeah. of course. You know, you never can count them out. That uh, top four is clear to me over there. That top four two is Philly and um, oh, yeah, and Philly. Milwaukee. You think you believe in Milwaukee? I don't believe in. Milwaukee. It stops at Philly with me, but I can understand. I believe. I believe. In Milwaukee, a lot too because of Giannis. I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't. I don't really. I feel like Giannis is talented, but I think that he's a, it, a lot of it is media hype too. Oh no! Uh, I, think, I can. I, think that he I is, completely he disagree with you on Look, that. He can't. I completely disagree. Like I know with that. Him. I know his numbers are nice, but like he can't shoot. LeBron wasn't a good shooter early no, in his career. No, I, I understand it, but at this point... But LeBron can always get to the to the rim at will, and Giannis can get to the rim at will. But how can you be the best player in the league if you can't shoot? I didn't say he the, I didn't say he the best player in the league. Oh, okay. okay. I didn't well, say that's that. That's my point. I just said I believe in Giannis as a top five player in the league. Top five? Or top six. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You've been saying that fast. No, he's not top five. I, top top six. Seven. Six. I'd say seven. All right, LeBron, KD, KD, Kawhi, Kawhi, Steph, AD. I put Westbrook in front of Steph. Huh? You put Westbrook in front of Steph? Man. Okay, that's where our conversation is. Oh. <laughs> that's where that's where our Bro, conversation. You don't think Westbrook is. is a top five player? No. No. You don't think it's hard in the top five player? No. <laughs> Yeah, crazy. What's your top five? Huh? We did this one time. Those names you just mentioned in the beginning, those players that all can play offense and defense without being hit on the defensive end. Okay. KD, LeBron, you know, you listen to those names, then you got to bring some. So who's your top five? Me? Top five, top five? Okay, LeBron, KD, Kawhi. Oh, you gotta think, huh? Oh, you didn't got stumped, huh? That's my top five, man, right there. But you top said three. It's <laughs> your top three. <laughs> man, y'all crazy, huh? man. Harden is my, in the top five. No, my top five. This is how my top five goes. We've done this before. Yeah. I got LeBron. I got KD. I got Kawhi. I got Steph. AD and Giannis is so hard for me, but just because Bruh, AD can AD shoot a little bit better. AD is better than Giannis. AD I, is I better will, than Giannis. I will give you AD Don't over Giannis. AD. But, bro, you acting like Giannis is some scrub no, over here, bro. The numbers this dude is putting up, bro. I'm not acting like he's a scrub. This dude is putting up historic numbers, bro. I'm not bro. acting like he's a scrub. I'm not acting like that. Bro, the, the, one thing you can knock, the one thing you can knock on this game is his shot, but there's nothing else you can knock on this game. There's nothing else you can knock on this game. Top five. LeBron. <laughs> he about to try. Leonard. AD. <laughs> he said, wait. What? Okay, no, go. KD. Leonard. Anthony Davis. And then Greek Freak. All right, my top five. My top five is, uh, is, is LeBron James, KD, Kawhi Leonard, AD, of course. AD might be number two to me. AD, and then I'll I put Steph in there. 
the type of year that he's having, the, I you know how I feel about yeah. stuff personally, but the type of year that he's having when he's on the floor this year, and the type of talent that he is, he's my top five. Giannis is not in my top five. When he get a jump shot in, in two years, then he'll be in my top five. But until then, I can't put him in my top five. All right, you you just make sure. All right, we that's noted. That's noted. It's noted. Duly noted. It's noted. Duly noted. Yeah, I have noted. no problem with me when I'm wrong. Yeah. Like like Ashton, who, who, who I never put on my team again, who cost me three leagues. Yeah, <sighs> I'm saying. Man, you was all in on him. <laughs> I don't even want to talk about it, bro. How y'all play our teams doing in fantasy, man? Nah, that's not <sighs> yeah, that's yeah. Right yeah. We lost you in the championship, huh? No. You got knocked out? Dang, so who in our championship in our league? I hadn't looked at it since I wasn't in the playoffs. Xavier and, um, and, um, and Brock. Wow, we on a two-year drought of us yeah, not having. Yeah, it's crazy, man. It's crazy. Golly, bro. Let's who we lost to. Xavier. Xavier? Damn, yeah. I don't want to say. <laughs> bro, How many points you lost, man? Yeah. Go off every week and then he don't do nothing. He nine points. Jared Goff was just that shit. Yeah, Jared Goff killed me. Don't do nothing. Yeah, you know, Ian me. Thomas, who went off the week before, was targeted eleven times, just three points. You know, and then the deep Rams defense get ran over by Nick Foles and the Eagles. I'm like, what is going on? It was just. Um, it wasn't a good cause for us this year, yeah. fellas. And that's why I lobby for the two week playoffs. Sure, I was gonna win the championship. I got in that first round because of that two week system you talking about. And ironically, I had a better team than my opponent, but because of the two week system, I lost. Yeah, I don't know. It's just one of those tough things, man. One of my best players this whole year just laid an egg. Adam Thielen just laid an egg this, wow. this week and didn't really do anything for me. He's not gonna be your fantasy then, team next year, so you say, right? <laughs> I don't know, bro. I still kind of do like Adam Thielen as a player. And then I didn't have the guts. I'm mad at myself. I'm kicking myself. I didn't have the guts to start Derrick Henry. I didn't have the guts. Oh, and he went off again. I thought it was a fluke. I thought it was a fluke. And I didn't have the guts to put him in my lineup. And I wish I would have. Man. I don't know. It's it's rough for us to be on this drought like this. So. Yeah, man. Next year. It's always next year, man. Yeah. My my season started off as a fluke with the way that David Johnson performed. No, that just kind of sank my team right there, but still made a playoff run, But to Lose's point, like, the most discouraging thing is to go through, like, two, three months of, like, oh, yeah, my team's doing good. I ain't lost but one game. And then to get to the playoffs, like, it's like all that work you've done, all that was a waste. it's tough. It's tough. You know, like, I understand what you're saying, Los man. Like, yeah. it's, it's it's trash, man. And then especially our league, you know, and then like place, does third place win something in our league? Yeah, basically your, your money, money back. back. Okay. You gonna win third place? Well, we match up against each other. So. Hey, I gotta play for third place. <laughs> we playing for third place. So y'all, y'all playing to get y'all money back. Yeah. 
Man, the thing about our league, it ain't cheap. So, I mean, yeah. <laughs> like, to get your money back is a win in itself, you know? Like, you could be me and not even – I hadn't looked at our league since I knew I didn't make the playoffs. So, I hadn't even yeah. – like, I hadn't even looked at it. That's tough, man. I'm, I haven't I'm looked tired. at – bro, forget fantasy. I'm into NBA now. Yeah, let's, let's move on. And bro, my Saints. So, uh, key matchups real quick while we're about to wrap it up. Uh, key matchups. Uh, who y'all watching this weekend? Who y'all suggest our listeners should watch in the NFL this weekend? I go first, right off the bat. Saints, Steelers, three three thirty on CBS. You should be watching that one. That's a great matchup. Uh, Saints. If we went out, we'll get a bye week. Uh, Steelers are fighting for their playoffs live, so I mean that's gonna be a great one. Uh, it's gonna be. I feel like honestly, like last week. I mean, we watched the games. Like the intensity has picked up a lot. You know, it's, it's playoff atmosphere, so a lot of teams are fighting for their playoff spot. So, I, I expect, uh, you know, I think you should check out that Steelers-Saints game. Uh, one game I say is the Chiefs-Seahawks game. You know, you got the Seahawks right now that has a playoff spot. You got the Chiefs trying to fight off the Chargers, you know, to hold down that number one seed. So, you know, they both need, they're both playing for something. That's that Sunday night game. Um, coming up, so that's gonna be a good Sunday night game. The Seahawks at home, so they're gonna have that crowd rocking and rolling. I'm really interested to see how the Chiefs go into Seattle and play. You know, being their high-powered offense, and then the Seahawks with their underrated defense, man. How they really, you know, everyone thought they the Legion of Boo was done. That team is probably gonna do a rebuild. They really didn't do a rebuild. Rebuild. They did a retool. That team is already contending and in a playoff spot. So I'm really. Really impressed with the coaching by Pete Carroll over there in Seattle. Yeah, I would say for me, the game that I'm looking at um, is really the Texans and the Eagles game. Uh, I think that a lot is riding on the line with that. The Eagles still have an outside chance to, to make it into the playoffs, potentially. Um, you know, and that team seems like, once again, it's kind of clicking with Nick Foles being the quarterback there. But also, too, the Texans are fighting for um, you know, a chance to have a bye. They're fighting for a top two seed out there in the AFC. So, you know, both teams have big things on the line. It has big time playoff implications. Um, and it's another game that's gonna be, you know, at, at noon at twelve o'clock on Sunday. So um, I think it could be a good game to tune into. I think that the teams are, you know, closely or evenly matched right there, but they both have a lot on the line. So, you know, that would be the matchup that I would be looking at. Yeah, those are all good matchups, bro. I'm, I'm looking forward to this weekend of football. They got fo- NFL football on Saturdays. And you got the bowl games coming up next Saturday. So, that you know, it's going to be, you know, pretty, pretty, getting pretty intense. But I think that we just about covered it all. So, I'm going to wrap it up. Uh, uh, as always, I say, you know, go ahead and follow us on O underscore Benchworms on Twitter and Instagram. Make sure that you subscribe to the podcast on Opinionated Benchwarmers. We're on Stitcher, Google Play, and iTunes. And we thank you for the continuing support. And we hope that we hear from you soon on either Twitter or Instagram. Uh, I think that's about it. We're going to get on out of here. Until next episode. I appreciate y'all. 24. Episode 24.